when we're being led by the Lord, like especially in, in like a church setting, uh, a congregational setting, um, it's, it's not always just like, God, do you want me to do something or do you not want me to do something? I didn't know what was supposed to happen next after that song, but I was being overwhelmed by the presence of God um, and, and, and I was clueless. And so I just knew I didn't have it. So, you know, n- now I'm just like, you got something? <laughs> you know, no, you got something because I don't. And and listen, I'm willing to look like I have done no preparation and then then to just jump into something and make it look like I know what I'm doing. Because listen, I'm talking about ministry now, but you got to apply these same principles in your life. Don't just jump into something so it looks like to everybody else, you know what you're doing and that you have your head screwed on straight. Hey, you could have your head screwed on straight and still screw it up. Because your head ain't ever brought you anywhere profitable in your life. We need to allow the head of the church, Jesus Christ, direct our lives. And listen, if you don't know, don't try to figure it out. Just say, I don't know. And until I know, I'm not doing anything. Now I'm going to seek the Lord. So I'm going to be where I need to be so he can tell me what he needs to tell me when he wants to tell me. And what he wants to tell me. But until then, I am not going to, you know, uh, run around like a a dog chasing his tail, trying to look busy to keep people from having an opinion about me. Amen. We get into so many mistakes and, and experience so many hardships in our life because we're allowing our peace to live in other people's heads. We're allowing our joy to dwell in other people's heads. What does that mean? That means that my life consists on what you think about me. If you're happy with me, I'm happy with me. You see. But you cannot allow your peace and your joy to exist in other people's heads. That's not where my peace is at. It's not in someone's head. Amen. And listen, we are not to be people pleasers, whether it's ministry or in life. Say, I'm not a people pleaser. Now, that doesn't mean you don't want to please people, you understand. But here's what you do need to understand, is that when you're seeking to please God first, Matthew 6, seek you first. What's my first objective? To please men or please God? Please God. Now, listen, you, you don't have to do two things. You don't have to please men and please God. If you will please God, you will inadvertently be pleasing men. Those that are seeking God, that is. And those are the only ones that you need to be concerned about anyways. You know, Jesus didn't get all bent out of shape over those that were rejecting him. He just simply prayed a prayer of praise and thanksgiving. And he said, Father, I thank you for those that you've given me. So if you're having some falling out with some relationships, some friendships, you know, don't get all crying and sad about and depressed about, I don't have no friends. You just say, Father, I thank you for what you've given me. I thank you for what you've given me. Amen. See, when you're thankful for what you do have, that opens up the door for more to come into your life. Amen. And you'll find out you don't need near as many friends as you thought you needed. Amen. And so it's it's just... I'm just, I do know where I'm going on this, but I just want to make sure I didn't say more than I need to. But 
you know, um, just recently talking to my and we all have to deal with our kids about this and maybe particularly girls, but just with relationships, you know, you know, if people don't know that we're nice, we don't have to bend over backwards to prove it to them. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's funny to me, but adults experience the same thing that kids do. It's like there's just some things that adults just seem to not grow out of. They're still acting like they're in junior high. You know? If you think somebody shoots a text to you that's ugly, take it on the positive side and we'll say, Oh, praise the Lord. God bless you. Have a fun day. And go about your business. Amen. It's not that you're in denial and that you're stupid. Okay? But if you were smart... (laughs) (laughs) you would choose to believe the best. Not for their sake, but for your sake and for the people in your present and in your future's sake. Because a lot of times, the reason why we treat people the way we do in our present and in our future is because of, of, of a way that someone did not treat us in our past or because how they did treat us in our past. And we judge all of our present and future relationships based on our relationships of the past. You can't go anywhere with that attitude. I would rather believe, you know, a a group of ugly people. I'd rather believe the best in them and be wrong about it than to believe the worst and then misjudge one person's heart in the future who could have been a dear friend to me. It's a self-defeating attitude um, to, to develop a heart that that rejects people and recognizing that if people are ugly it's not about me it's not really me they're mad about it's it's about the things they're mad out for the last 30 years of their life that's that's what they're mad about and and i'm just standing in front of them today and they can't and and we need to pray for them we need to love them amen but what we don't need to do is develop a bad heart because now we're judging people in our present and in our future, who could be great relationships to us. Amen? And that's just the, 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 that's just the enemy. Amen? And so what got me on all that was I was just talking about how that, how that we're not supposed to just jump into things, you know, not just make decisions when we don't know exactly what to do. Amen? But seek, seek the Lord's face. Amen? And so that, that other was just for somebody, I guess. Amen? Was that for you, Matt? No, just you don't have to. <laughs> but anyways, no, I mean, it, it's just funny to me because you do learn some things about people as a pastor that you may never really learn um, about people um, otherwise. Um, that, that really, people generally do struggle with, with many types of issues. Things that you think that, well, the majority of the people don't, well, they do. And they live, they're living this inward battle of, of trying to prove themselves or, or be accepted. And, and, and it's the person that don't like you is the one you feel like you have to get to like you. Because their approval somehow legitimizes you. Am I speaking the truth? Why is that? It's because we don't think highly enough of ourselves. The Apostle Paul said, don't think too high of yourself, but he didn't say, don't think high of yourself. Of course, in Christ. Amen. And we don't have to bend over backwards to get someone to like us because the only reason, if that's what it takes to get them to like you and to be your friend, 
If that's what it takes, you're going to have to keep on figuring out other ways to bend over backwards to get them to be your friend tomorrow and the day after tomorrow and the day after that and the week after that. Amen. You just got to say, Father, thank you for those you've given me. Amen. Won't we just say that together? Father, thank you for those that you've given me. Now, what you ought to do instead of getting all uh, uh, wore out and, and, uh, and depressed about someone that's being ugly is you ought to go and really double up and get with that person that's with you and let them know how much you appreciate them. Send them $25 iTunes money or, or something, you know, and just say, I just was thinking about you today, you know. And I mean, you know, I mean, I'm just throwing random things out there, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but just something to where you could say, Father, thank you for those that you've given me. And, and, uh, and I was just thanking God for my relationships, and, and you're one of them, and I just wanted to make sure you understood that. Amen. Well, that's just what we purpose to do. I had no idea we would necessarily move that direction um, just other than, you know, the importance of just um, not being in a hurry and making sure that we're following the Holy Spirit in our lives. And um, really, you can't ever follow the Holy Spirit properly and be in a rush. You just can't do it. Um, in fact, it's easier to follow someone when you're a little behind them than it is even when you're standing right beside them. So really, you're really not going to miss out on anything if you're a little behind the Lord. As long as you can still see him, you can still follow him. In fact, you cannot follow someone unless you're behind them and they're in front of you. I mean, you know, you don't have to think really hard about that. <laughs> and so it's okay to just wait and make sure to be able to, to, um, to um, you know, to distinguish between what's coming from your soul, what the circumstances are dictating to you. And, and, and truly find out what's, what God's leading you to do from your heart. It takes time to do that. And as you grow in your Lord and in the Lord and, and, in, and in practicing that, it, you can, get, you can uh, separate those things a little more quickly. Amen. And so uh, how many know um, we're growing? Amen. We're not, you know, where we could be, but we're further than we were. Amen. Praise God. But the Holy Spirit makes up for the rest. Amen. He, he doesn't judge us for not being where we could be. He judges us for not being where we should be. Do you get that? He doesn't judge us for not being where, you know, we could be ultimately. He judges us for where we should be. Amen. Are you where you should be in your growth? Because, see, you'll be held accountable for the knowledge that you have. Amen. But it's important that we that we act on what we know to do. Amen. And when we know we've fallen short, man, from your heart, first John one nine, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. All that means yours and mine. I mean, that's all you can't get out of that. Amen. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Amen. And get us right back. On track where we're supposed to be. Something the Lord spoke to me as a principal several years ago. Um, well, I don't know about maybe just about two years ago. But um, it, he said this, no matter how far you may have strayed away from the Lord, you're never one step back into fellowship with him. Isn't that something like if you think about that, you could stray and wander off from the Lord for years where he's nowhere in sight in your life. But you're never more than one step back in his presence isn't that awesome 
Amen. He says, my arm is not short and it cannot save. That means you can't get far enough from his reach. Amen. And you say, oh God, I repent from my heart. I'm sorry. Help me, strengthen me by the Holy Spirit. I, I, I rededicate my life to you. My purpose is for you. My pursuit's for you. And boom, you're right back in his presence. And you haven't even done anything different. You've just committed. See, he expects us to have faith in him, but he has faith in our word. See, what it means to have faith in God's word is that you do what he says to do before he does what he said he will do. Now, God has faith in your word. If you say God, and and you're careful not to say it from your strength. You say, God, with the help of the Holy Spirit that I know is available to me. I will I will uh, come out of this and I will pursue you and I will have a more intimate relationship with you. See, you've taken it out of your hands. You're saying now, if I do do it at the end of the day, it's not going to be because I'm so awesome. But because of the, the ability of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me, I've applied that. And and put it to work in my life. And through the Spirit, I am accomplishing these things. And and you say, I purpose to do that. Now, God doesn't wait for you to do what what you said you was going to do. That would be law and legalism. And he's got his arms crossed watching. Well, we'll see. No, he's not watching for what he'll see. He's, He's watching what you'll say. And if you'll commit to the Lord, he will that moment begin to treat you as if you've been doing it for the for the next 40 years consistently and never miss it. He treats you like you never missed it, like you've never fallen away from your commitment, like you've never reneged from your promise. He treats you from that moment that you've been doing it to the day that you died. And, you know, boom, he treats you that way now. And that's the way we ought to treat God. Whenever he says he's going to do something for us, we begin to do our part because we have no doubt that he's going to do his. Amen. He treats us the way we ought to be treating him. Do you understand what I'm saying?